You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to today's uh, pod, even though I, I don't know if you're going to enjoy the content of this pod. Ah, I'm sitting on the couch last night. Watching the World Series, flipping back and forth between the World Series and what's going on in the Bulls game. And I'm watching the Bulls just at the end of the game have no answer for the guards of Cleveland. And I'm watching teeny tiny guards dunk on big men because Zach Levine doesn't defend well and guys are easily by him to the rim. I watched them get out-rebounded last night where you have, what, 20 rebounds and 10 rebounds. <laughs> like, it it just, you have two guys that account for 30 rebounds on Cleveland. And I think the Bulls ended up with, like, 32 total rebounds in the game. The whole thing is ridiculous. And now they sit there, and you're watching them play, and you're just like, wow, this is already what it is. We're already at a point where watching Bulls games is a chore. And it shouldn't be a chore five games into the season. That's that's not good. That right now at one and four, watching Bulls basketball doesn't feel great. And you're talking about a team that's giving up 112 points a game. One of the worst. One of the, the, the worst uh, uh, opponents points per games in the NBA and it keeps happening over and over again. And I kept thinking about how I, I, I talked, you heard me earlier this week on the podcast talking about how I really wanted to dive in and invest in bulls basketball and you can't, but here's the thing. It's not just the bulls. The bulls aren't the only problem with Chicago sports right now. And that's, as the the sleet or snow or whatever it is, slot, I don't know what that is that, that has been falling around Chicagoland over the last couple of days. I'm just sitting there just getting depressed. I, It's so bad. The Bulls have started off in a terrible, terrible way. So terribly that you wonder if things continue to go terribly. Would they entertain 
the idea of firing Jim Boylan? Or have they already invested so heavily in Jim Boylan that they wouldn't be able to bring themselves to the point where they would fire Jim Boylan? But this is where we're at. They look clueless on defense. So so that's what's going on with the Bulls. The, the Bulls are bad, and that just, like, you tune in and you're going, what? Like, still, still, that's a thing. You look over and say, well, what about the Blackhawks? What's what's going on with the Blackhawks? The Blackhawks are are bad. They're almost as, they might even be worse defensively than what the Bulls are. Robin Leonard is out there like Neo the other night trying to block shots away. You gave him 51 shots. 51 They've got an issue with Brent Seabrook because Seabrook's mad that he's not playing, even though he shouldn't be playing because he's not good anymore. But he costs a lot of money, and he's a healthy scratch because you have to try and find better defensemen than what Seabrook can provide for you. And then you start looking and you're going, I don't think that they're going to be very good this year. In a season where, like last year, they got, what, a a historic, a record-breaking out put of of scoring from four different guys and still couldn't find themselves in the playoffs. Jonathan Taves had one of his best goal scoring years last year and they still couldn't find themselves in the playoffs. And they are living in the reality of what a post championship run looks like because of how expensive some of their contracts are. It limits what you can do, but you have to reward your players who have won cups And this is kind of what you end up being. So even looking over at what's going on with the Blackhawks is a little bit discouraging. And I like hockey. And at some point, I'm going to take Tony to a hockey game because he's never been to one. I I like hockey and I'm looking forward to the next time I go see a game in person because I just think that it's it's a spectacular game in person. But again, like the Bulls, I thought things would be better for the Blackhawks and things are not are not better for the Blackhawks. But allow me to continue with the other team that's playing. Before I get to the two teams who aren't, allow me to 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 tell you about the other team that's playing right now, the 3 and 4 Chicago Bears. This is where a lot of the hope lied for a winter filled with excitement. One of the things that I always hate whether it's players or coaches or general managers is them saying that people in the media and sports media and sports radio in particular want them to lose. Nothing could be farther from the truth. We like when teams win. We have to tell people the truth when they lose, though. And the Bears are finding out that the fact-finding mission that we're on right now to figure out why the coach all of a sudden seems like he doesn't know what he's doing or is being exposed as someone who doesn't know what he's doing They take it as an affront. You're out to get us. It's us against them. No. I want to see you win because it makes my day better. I talk about Chicago sports for a living. I would love to be talking about a team that mattered winning. And the Bears have not provided that thus far this year. I guess that there's still a chance. So you're saying there's a chance that they can turn this thing around. But there are a lot of indicators that say, I don't think that's going to happen. And they've got a chance against Philly. 
on Sunday. They they could legitimately win that game on Sunday. And it's weird because football's so strange. You have a game like last week, and you could have a game where the offense explodes for whatever reason, or you get the defensive touchdown that sparks change and you end up scoring 30 points and beating the Eagles 30 to 28 or something like that. But there seems to be a lot wrong with the Bears. The quarterback, like, the fact that they are now having him watch the television version of the game. Let me tell you why I think that's a bad idea. You clearly have a quarterback that's fragile. And I'm not saying that just day-to-day Mitchell Trubisky lives his life as a fragile human being, although even if he did, that would be totally fine. But after the way things have started, he hasn't gotten better. He, I'm sure he feels like the world is saying the only thing that's holding the Bears back is him. I'm here to tell you that that's not totally true, but he is a big part of why they're not as good as people would hope they would be. So you're going to... You're going to have him watch the television broadcast where Tom Brenneman is not pulling any punches in talking about Trubisky himself, talking about that guy specifically, where Spielman is talking specifically about the mistakes that he made. So not only did Mitch have to hear the criticism from his coaches when they went through the tape, he now has to go back and watch the broadcast and hear Tom accentuate the fans are booing the offense. And and on top of that, he got the assignment of, go look at your body language. It's ridiculous. The, the whole thing is ridiculous. And, and I am not here to defend Mitchell Trubisky, but I will defend him in this regard. Come on, man. Like, you're just going to keep, you're going to pile on me too? Like, the head coach is also going to pile on top of me? I thought that we were supposed to be in this bunker inside the building. Now you're letting people outside the building into my head. Because I have to listen and pay attention to what they say. Because you told me that my body language looks bad on camera. So that's what's going on with the Bears. On top of the fact that the head coach may not have communicated with his kicker in the most important kick of the season thus far. It's crazy town. And then, and then at the end of all of that, you have the World Series going on without the two baseball teams you play in town. And I watch Garrett Cole, and I, as a White Sox fan, I go, no, he won't be a, a White Sox that's that's probably too lofty of a goal for me to have. There's no reason that that Garrett Cole would pick the White Sox, is there? Nope. No reason at all that he would pick them. Why would he pick them? These are the things that are floating around in my head as a White Sox fan. The state that Chicago sports has put me in is I enjoyed the World Series. I thought it was especially, you know, Game 7 was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching it, but on on the end of it, at the end of it is everyone's rush to, well, free agency starts. And then I have to start thinking about the White Sox not being able to procure free agency talent. 
but we'll see. And I, I'm ever hopeful. I'm, I'm, I'm ever hopeful. All right. And then wait, what about the other team? They're closer to winning than anyone, right? Because they were an above 500 team and they have a lot of good players on it. You bring in the new manager, you're going to try and, 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 and do some things. And then my guy, Evan Altman, who writes for Cubs Insider, was so on on point with talking about Cubs payroll, talking about how they had, what, the second highest payroll in the game last year, and guys that are on the roster like Javier Baez and Chris Bryan and Wilson Contreras are arbitration eligible, and they're going to get arbitration raises. So the idea of the Cubs going out and spending crazy – Tom Ricketts was on the score and kind of poured cold water on that, saying, yeah, I mean, we spent $217 million last year, and you look at the teams that are in the World Series. They weren't in the top five of spending, or they weren't with us in spending. So why should we spend? Maybe we should just spend smarter and not spend more. And you go, okay, well, we'll wait and see. I'm sorry that I paint such a dark mosaic of what Chicago sports is. But these are the thoughts that went through my head last night. It's part of the reason that on Twitter yesterday, and you can follow me at Lawrence W. Holmes, I was saying we don't need to talk about sports today on the show. Now, we're going to, but it would feel better if we didn't. This is bad. Like This is the, – the Bulls thing really set me off because it was coming off that horrible Blackhawks game and the horrible Bulls game before the Blackhawks game where you're seeing the same movie over and over and over again. And and when I talk about the Bears, there are people who get mad because they feel like I'm talking about their child. With Trubisky in particular, people act as if he is the quarterback at Mount Carmel instead of the quarterback of the Bears. And they're tired of us dissecting what happened in the game on Sunday. But I'm here to tell you, that if we need to dissect it because it's clues to how the Bears are being run. You want to know why the Bears are bad. I'm telling you there are concrete reasons to be concerned about how bad they are. And it pains me to not be doing some of the happier shows that we were doing this time last year. You know what shows? I'll give you an example. You know what shows we were doing last year? Hey, The Cubs got knocked out of the playoffs, but, I mean, come on. Look at that roster. It's loaded. They've been to the playoffs four straight years. Definitely going to make it five. They're going to compete in this division next year. Those were the shows that we were doing. This time last year, the shows we were doing were, hey, maybe the White Sox. Yeah, maybe the White Sox will get in on Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. They got a lot of money to spend. Their their event horizon for their team is pretty good. The outlook is looking good. The rebuild is going well. Now go spend. Go seal it up and spend and go get Bryce Harper or, or even Manny Machado. Those were the shows that we were doing last year at this time. You know what other shows we were doing last year this time? The Bears are amazing. Did you see Mitchell Trubisky do what he did to Tampa? Can you believe that the Bears are are looking like a playoff team at this point? 
I can't believe it. I thought they would be way worse. And look at them. They are a, a team that's above 500, and maybe they have a chance to be a wild card team this year. Can you believe that they got Khalil Mack? Have you watched him just throw tackles this way and that way? This defense has a chance to be the best defense in the NFL. Those were the shows that we were doing last year. And now the shows are, man, the Bulls are trash. Are the Blackhawks ever going to be good again? When did the Bears turn stupid? Are the Cubs, is the Cubs window closed? And are the White Sox going to disappoint us yet again? In free agency. Those are the shows we're doing now. Here are a couple positives. Shout out to the Chicago Red Stars for making it to the championship match. They lost, but they still made it. The Sky made it to the playoffs. That's positive. They have, a, a I think, one of the best players in the league in Diamond DeShields. And Courtney Vandersloot is so fun to watch, you need to watch her. Next season, when the season starts, you got to watch her play point. She's really good at it. The Chicago Fire are moving back to the city. That's a positive. And and the Illini. The, the Illini might go to a bowl game, although Northwestern's also bad. All right, I think I've had enough. I think I've had enough. You probably had enough, too. I appreciate you putting up with today's podcast because it's it's a mess. And I apologize. You can hit me up on Twitter if you wish. At Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me. This is where we are. Chicago is a winter sports desert. (sighs) See you next time.